Welcome back, everyone. J-Bone here for Smash This Podcast. Oh, it's been a minute, folks. I realize that. It has been a bit. Been a rough few days, but we are here. We are back. And for all the mothers out there, or anyone with mothers out there, I hope your Mother's Day weekend was tremendous. We had a little family over at uh, Casa de Jebon celebrating uh, Mother's Day this past weekend for Mrs. Jebon because she is an awesome mother to my kids, her kids, and all the fur babies in the house, if you will. Uh, and I realize I am drastically behind on the stuff that I want to cover lately, and I apologize for that. But uh, we will do our best to catch up on everything, uh, including Dark Side of the Ring, the AAW review that I, uh, I, I promised to do, and I'm going to do it. Uh, it was a great show, I will say that, without going into it too much. If you want to hear a little bit of the behind the scenes from that and blood and gut stuff from last week please head over to the backstage boys podcast with my boys trent and basil and they talk a little bit about the behind the scenes on both of those shows it really is a good show and they dive into the behind the scenes stuff and, uh, you know, stuff that they do, you know, if whether it's Basil doing camera work for AEW for a big event like Blood and Guts, which I did hear that the infamous shot of MJF on top of the double cage at the end of the show where he's full of blood and his arms are out like this and it's a, a far back shot, that is Basil's shot. So props to Basil on that famous shot and um i think it was even made into a t-shirt that's pretty freaking awesome if you ask me so props to basil and props to trent and his whole crew trent who did his commentary debut folks if you have not watched aaw uh out of chicago aaw pro it really was a great show this past um saturday was it yes it was saturday um it was only 12.99 folks head on over to fight tv order it watch the replay you won't miss you 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 won't miss uh excuse me you you won't be disappointed joy z's in the chat what is up let's get the plugs out of the way before we do this head on over to uh the link in the description there's a few of them now of course all the you know the socials the um the face botch the twitter box and that instanec and now you can support the show in a bunch of different ways. 
The merch link is in the description. I want to thank you to everyone who has recently purchased some merch to help support the show. It's greatly appreciated. There's lots of different shirts, designs, uh, phone cases, caps, hoodies, tanks, bone danas, all sorts of stuff. Go check it out. Um, if you're listening on audio from wherever you're listening on audio, whether it's, uh, you know, something with Apple podcasts, Google, which I hear, which I hear the numbers are growing for that. Thank you. Spotify, wherever you catch the podcast, uh, much appreciated. And also the newest way that you can help support the show is over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash smash this pod. That link is in the description as well. And the best part about that is whatever you donate or choose to um, help support the show in that way, 100% of it goes to the podcast. It's not like Patreon or another site where only a portion of that um, goes to the, you know, what the, whatever you're doing, the podcast or whatever your small business may be. 100% of it comes to me. So please consider doing that as we jump into this. Is there any news? Oh, there is a little bit of news. Shall we play the jingle? Yeah, let's play the jingle. Let's do some J-Bones news. Jiminy Christmas! And now, some J-Bones news! Take it away, J-Bones! Let's do this. Searching for my fake wrestling news. Oh, but it's not fake wrestling news when it comes to stuff from J-Bone here on Smash This Podcast. I don't have a lot today. I mean, there is some stuff uh, with, with AEW coming out of this episode, but we'll get into that as we're covering the uh, results and review. Uh, as far as the updated... Um, Double or nothing card. We'll cover that then. Uh, I do have a piece of news regarding this Azteca Underground as it's related to MLW. This makes me very curious. I, um, I'm going to keep a very close eye on this, folks. And I know I've said that before, but um, I've been checking out some other podcasts following this stuff distinctly one that has had some personal ties to it before and that's the mmm show the mats masks and mayhem podcast and uh they've been keeping a very close eye on this as well but we actually have a little news within the last uh couple days uh someone let's see who did and interview with oh bauer it was oh uh sean waltman it did an interview and um kurt bauer and i quote 
here, it's going to be a separate show, it looks like, this Azteca Underground. Uh, it's going to be interesting with the new project, Azteca Underground. It's a pretty fun project, Bauer said, but it's going to be easier for us to make something feel distinctly different from Fusion. When asked to confirm by co-host uh, Nick Hausman if uh, the intent is to launch a second MLW series that is Azteca Underground instead of solely having it exist within the Fusion universe, Bauer said, all I can say is we may or may not have received two bids for a second series that may or may not involve Azteca Underground. Uh, and so for those of you who don't know, uh, Lucha Underground villain Dario Cueto made his debut this last on this last week's season finale of MLW Fusion. And it was reported that the storyline would continue at the next set of MLW tapings in Philadelphia in July. Uh, Luis Fernandez Gill, who, uh, who played Dario Cueto in Lucha Underground, signed a long-term deal with MLW to reprise the role. Lucha Underground ran on El Rey from 2014 to 2018, and the new Azteca Underground is intended to be a spiritual successor for those on audio i'm using my quote fingers there a spiritual successor to the original series instead of a proper reboot so that's also very interesting and selena de la renta on that exit also uh she uh, she is exiting the series on that uh, from that show and she was a very significant part of that I really kind of wish she would continue uh, maybe you know who knows maybe maybe she'll resign and just be on uh, Azteca Underground who knows but we'll see um I, uh, you, for, for the folks of you who have been following me for a long time, I did all the Lucha Underground reviews. I only missed a couple, uh, well, a few, a few episodes in the first season. And, um, and, uh, it was the best thing. I still say it was the best thing in this past decade of uh, professional wrestling, whether it was an actual brand of wrestling or not. Now, the interesting thing about this is if it's tied to MLW, it actually, in a sense, becomes a separate wrestling brand. As in it's from MLW, not a Hollywood type show or a Hollywood born show. So, that right there is very interesting. Um, so, yeah, it makes me very curious to see how they're going to do this. Uh, bringing back Dario is certainly 
a plus if you're going to do a spiritual successor to Lucha Underground. <laughs> Critical sting in the chat. So people are going to die, right? <laughs> of course. Of course. Just like an impact wrestling. That's one of the great parts about it. You know, you can you can be a little edgy with that. You know, you can. It's it's not aimed at five year olds. You know, it's it's aimed at an as a at an older, more mature audience. Mark in the chat, what is up, brother? It says MLW is just so fucking awful. I, I mean, there are pluses and minuses to this show. One thing that I've been very critical about is that it still does not have a women's division. I don't understand that because you have officially killed off the last woman that is on the show with Selena De La Renta, to my knowledge, that there still is no other women on the show. So if you're going to do this next season come July, you know, a month from now or two months from now or whatever, Um, you've got to include some sort of women's division. You just have to. I don't understand why you wouldn't. <laughs> MLW, a sausage fest, yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the wrestling is decent. I've seen who... I've seen clips of uh, the last show that they had. And the Myron Reed versus Leo Rush match, very good. Very good. Um, no matter where you put that show, or where you, no matter where you put that match on, it's going to be great. By the way, uh, Leo Rush and Myron Reed both separately part of this AAW show that went on this past weekend as well. Um, and now we got some, now we got some chatters coming in here. Um, great to see. I know this is not the typical time of day you guys see me, but this is when I'm doing this because I'm doing this now. I got to take care of some household stuff and then we'll set up for tonight's stuff over on TNI where we're going to cover all things. Uh, Impact Wrestling, including the watch-along, the review following. Can't wait for that. And it's all leading to Under Siege this weekend. You know what? Well, you know, we're not going to do predictions now. We're probably going to do predictions tomorrow at some point. <laughs> Mark says you got to mute when you drink, Jay. Sorry. Did I slurp my coffee? I apologize. Let's quick jump in impactwrestling.com and see if there's any news updates. Okay, so we got the preview for tonight. Where is... Oh, excuse me. Saturday, May 15th under siege let's just quick go over the card we're not going to do predictions we'll do that tomorrow six way for the number one contenders match we've got saban 
Bay, Callahan, Cardona, Miguel, and Moose. That is going to be an absolute banger. That should probably, excuse me, be the uh, headliner there. This is going to be a lot of fun. We've got the Impact World Champion. Still funny to have that roll off the lips like that. Impact World Champion Kenny Omega with the Good Brothers going up against Eddie Edwards and Finn Juice. That's pretty that's pretty sweet right there. That's going to be a lot of fun. We've got the Knockouts Tag Team titles on the line. The newly crowned Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering versus Faya and Flava. Trying to get those titles back. This is kind of a grudge match of sorts. W. Morrissey making his, uh, was it his special? De- oh, no, not really. His, oh, Impact Plus, maybe you could say debut. I don't know. Um, no, it's really not. Uh, W. Morrissey versus Willie Mack should be a lot of fun. I can't say Impact Plus debut because W. Morrissey has also been on Lariato, uh, Lariato Pro. That's uh, Doc Gallo's company. Uh, Brian Myers versus Black Taurus. That should be a lot of fun. And I got a feeling we're going to get some added stuff to the card because that's only one, two, three, four, five matches. We got to have some more besides that. We'll probably get some updated card stuff tonight, uh, which is fine. Mark says we need Marafuji back in impact oh that'd be a lot of fun polar family aew was great indeed speaking of aew let's jump into that review from last night uh it really was so we are talking about aew dynamites season three episode 19 yes we're back on track i finally figured it out we're what episodes we're talking about here uh, from uh, last night, May 12th, 2021. Uh, we've got the IWGP US title on the line. Moxley defending against New Japan's Yuji Nagata. Now, It was said during the entrances and the early parts of this match that Yuji Nagata has not been on TNT in 23 years, meaning that back in 97 or whatever it was, um, he would have been on Nitro. Now, I wasn't watching, I don't believe, that particular year i might have been it's it was late 90s when i got back into wrestling and it was during like the height of the nwo and all that stuff and i know i was very wcw focused as opposed to wwf at that time 
but I so I but I unfortunately don't remember the Gata. Um, I know they had a lot of international people coming in at that time, people from Mexico, uh, you know, in the cruiserweight division and all that stuff, but I do not remember the Gata. So I asked my wife, I was like, do you remember Nagata? And she said, oh, sure. So she actually remembers him. So that was, you know, nice to see that at least one of us remembered Nagata. I unfortunately do not. That's not a knock on him. It's just, you know, that's that's a long ways ago. Apparently her memory is better and mine from stuff back then yes box debuted a new entrance song last night the trogs wild thing thank you bells boy now me personally my favorite version of wild thing is the one from the movie major league where you hear the band x do their cover of it um But that's just me. Um, I I think that would fit him a lot better. And I think just to have people sing along to that version as opposed to the Trogs version, which is which is no offense to the Trogs. I love the song, no matter who does it. But <clears throat> it's uh it's different, it's cool. I like the change. I mean, I liked his, you know, his heavy metal stuff that, uh, that Ruckus came up with or no, it wasn't Ruckus. It was, uh, someone else, some other band came up with it. I forget what it was. Oh, we got, uh, we got some, <laughs> we got some folks in the chat, not a fan of the Trogs. All right. All right. I hear you. Joey Z agrees with me, says Major League One is better, I think. Bell's Boy says agreed, but the late Sam Kinison did a version. Oh, okay, yeah, the late Sam Kinison did a version also. Yes, with, uh, what's her name, Jessica Hahn was in the video, rolling around half naked or whatever with all the guys from the L.A. club scene back then. Oh, my goodness. Great stuff. Jeff Samuel says... <laughs> Even J-Po thinks it doesn't fit Moxley. The song fits Moxley. I, I, I think it does. Just I, I want a different version of it. That's all. That's all. So, but yeah, yeah. It's Give me your opinions on it. Do you like it? Do you not? <clears throat> Let me know. Races fan rocks. What is up, dude? Haven't seen you in a while. Good to see you. Um... So yeah, and this this was a great match. I would have loved to seen this go like a half an hour more, but obviously they got to put more stuff on the show. Um, but yeah, this was a lot of fun. And Yuji Nagata, fifty three years old, God bless him, man, that guy could still go. Holy shnikes, just absolutely tore it up with Mox. Mox uh, defends successfully though. And um, a huge amount of respect at the end. They both bow to each other as they uh, as they end in the ring there. 
Bell's Boy says, rest in peace, Tawny Catan. Yes. Very sad. Yes. An iconic vixen of the MTV uh, video era. <laughs> yes, Mark. The goddess 53. He says, fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we get a promo here from uh, Sammy Guevara, Ortiz, and uh, Jake Hager. They are pissed. They are pissed about the loss. And uh, they're not pissed at Sammy. You know, they're just pissed at what a scumbag Max is. And he, you know, threw off their leader, Jericho, threw him off from the cage. Um, but it's, you know, it's it, it's not really a, a loss. It's, uh, you know, they didn't beat him. They didn't, you know, they're, they're like, if you beat us, you got to kill us if you want to beat us, you know, that kind of thing, that kind of scenario you throw out there. You got to kill me to beat me. And that's kind of what they're portraying here to the fans is, uh, you know, they're not really truly beaten. Um, So they, they want, they want a rematch. They want a rematch with the pinnacle and they're not going to rest until they get one then we get a promo from cody rhodes oh my goodness this promo uh just when you think that you you couldn't get a better promo out of cody rhodes he comes in with this it, it almost sounds like he's uh, running for office. He, he, he really does here. Um, talks about um, the American dream and that even though Anthony Ogogo covered him with another country's flag, doesn't mean he was laying down for his country. And he was like, uh, it, it, was, it was a big... Uh, you know, pro USA, you know, like old school, almost felt like, you know, the fans chanting along with, say, uh, a hacksaw Jim Duggan versus someone uh, anti-American, you know, USA, USA, you know, it, it felt like that. It really did. It was, it was a cool moment. Great promo from Cody Rhodes. My goodness. I mean, he really... Folks, he is a chip off the old block. The apple does not fall far from the tree when it comes to Cody Rhodes and talking about his father, Dusty Rhodes, if you will. Um, yeah, this I, I love this. Um, so he, he basically challenged Anthony Ogogo to a match at double or nothing, which I'm sure that's, uh, if, if it's not official yet, it will be official within, uh, the next, uh, 24 to 48 hours. Um, next we have the AEW tag team titles on the line. Young bucks defending their tag titles against SCU and SCU saying, they either win or they're done. And they've been on this for a while where they've had quite the winning streak and they deserve a shot at the titles. 
Oof. Lots of hate for the Cody Rhodes promo in the chat. That's all right. That's all right. To each their own. It's okay. It's all right. I'm not going to say you're wrong for your opinions. I just I, I just became a bigger fan of Cody Rhodes during this. It's not a big deal. It's all good. We can each have our own opinions. And I will not slide into your DMs like some other mother trucker out there that I know. That you know that I loathe. I mean, that I love so well. Big difference between he and I. You can have your opinions. And I will respect them. Joey Z, Joey Z says, I left the room about 30 seconds in. Oof. Oof. I hear you. It's all right. It's all right. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's win or go home for SCU. Christopher Daniels hinting at retirement here. Um, Man, I loved this tag team match. Both teams absolutely on fire. Little did I know that this match was going to become a bloodbath, courtesy of one Christopher Daniels. He literally left it all in the ring and outside of the ring as well, where the pints of blood were spilled outside of the ring and inside of the ring. Everyone involved in this match was literally covered in Christopher Daniels' blood by the end of this match. It was um, it was very emotional, very uh, very emotionally charged uh, wrestling match. Races fan says, "Did he blade?" I don't know. If he did, I didn't see it. The moment came when Christopher Daniels' head was, he was outside of the ring and he was leaning up against the ring post. His head was against it and he was just drifting away from it. And was it Nick? Yeah, it was Nick of the two you know, young bucks, uh, super kicked his head back into the ring post. And I believe that's what caused the cut above the eye. So, um, yes, polar family SCU losing was, it was sad, but, uh, we, we kind of saw this coming. Um, I was, I was ready for this. Uh, it was it was still sad to watch though you know if this is it for both of them we'll we'll see where this story goes you know I obviously don't see Kazarian who is in the best shape of his career in my opinion over the course of this last calendar year has absolutely turned his body into what looks like a Greek god I mean he really is in, in just tremendous shape <clears throat> um, but. You know, Christopher Daniels has other roles in the company. So it's not like if he retires from in-ring competition, he's going to uh, you know, walk away from the business. You know, he's still heavily involved. 
in AEW's behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, Mark says Kaz should get a singles push now. Uh, I agree. I'd love to see him get some kind of push out of this. Um, <laughs> he also says they never said bad influence couldn't still wrestle. I mean, we don't know. And maybe, maybe uh, even if SCU is done, maybe Christopher Daniels will get one last match and then head into a retirement. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I don't want to assume anything at this point. Kaz is 42. Yeah. And I think Christopher Daniels is a little older, not much older. But yeah, um, but yeah, great tag match. Young Bucks retaining here, and then um, so then the elite are celebrating in the ring. The Good Brothers are out there with Callus, and. Because of this loss, Mox and Kingston are very upset at the Elite, and they destroy the Elite's dressing room as a result of this loss from SCU. And, of course, this leads to later, I know I'm jumping ahead here a little bit, but uh, the Elite, as in the Young Bucks, challenge Mox and Kingston to a match at double or nothing to defend their titles. So fifty-one, fifty-two. Yeah. Christopher Daniels uh does look good for his age. He could still go. <clears throat> so um next we get Dasha with Christian in the back and uh, talks about he's going to be in the casino battle Royal at double or nothing. But Matt Seidel says uh, he accepts Christian's open challenge and they're going to face off next week on dynamite. So that should be, that should be a good match. Uh, let's see here. We've got a world champion eliminator match here to decide the true number one contender for Kenny Omega's AEW world championship. Orange Cassidy versus Pack. Um, great match between the two. Man, uh, Orange Cassidy really got his ass handed to him though by by pack to the point where he couldn't even continue but then uh callus and omega you know d- distract uh pack they attack him unbeknownst to the ref which causes a double count out now i'm not a real big fan of double count outs as far as you know no one can get up to answer the count of 10 but um it just creates the continuation of the storyline that now both of these guys are going to be 
the number one contender, and it's going to be a three-way at double or nothing. I'm okay with that. Uh, that should be an absolute barn burner of a match. Um, yes, Bellboys, uh, excuse me, Bell's Boy says uh, Rocky Romero was in the crowd last night. Yes, he was. That was great to see. Just putting a little exclamation point on that uh, relationship between New Japan and AEW. That it's slowly growing. The talks are there. Um, so, yeah, so it's going to be Kenny Omega defending against uh, Pac and Orange Cassidy. Hopefully, Orange Cassidy will be 100% by then. He really got knocked around quite a bit. Quite a bit. But that was, uh, man, good match. Good match. And then we have that section, uh, excuse me, that uh, that scene where the elite challenges Mox and Kingston at double or nothing, which, of course, is what they would have wanted. We'll be doing predictions for that soon. Adam Page in the back challenges uh, Brian Cage. That's going to be a match at double or nothing. That one, I believe, was made official. Then we have the coronation of the pinnacle. Great promos from MJF and Tully. Man, Tully still got it. I mean, MJF is great, but man, Tully Blanchard. What a blessing to be in this um, in this company. And just, just great on the mic. He really is. And then he um, he gives his group the pinnacle watches. I'm not sure, you know, what kind they were, but he said he spent thousands, thousands of dollars on these watches, and and, and then told his boys, "This is just a reminder." how much you guys mean to me and all this stuff. Um, so, and then all of a sudden we hear honking from a ways away and a truck rolls up with three-fifths of the inner circle. Sammy on top with Ortiz and Hagar inside driving. And... And it's it's looks like it's some kind of truck that's going to spray something, and they challenge. You know, they want an answer from the pinnacle as far as a match at double or nothing. And then all of a sudden, Chris Jericho pops up, and his arms all bandaged up and in a giant brace. Apparently, that's from his fall. Whether it's a legit injury or not, I'm not going to assume. I haven't heard anything, but I did hear that. The guys absolutely were banged up from this. The injuries were shown. Uh, you know, Sammy Guevara had a giant gash uh, on his upper, you know, back of his shoulder. I'm sure, that had several stitches. 
Santana apparently was banged up and was uh, sick. That's why he didn't join them uh, this week. Bell's Boy says, I think it was too soon for Jericho to come back on TV after last week. What's your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I he, they probably could have waited another week to, like, sell the fall. To, because, I mean, I don't think anybody expected Jericho to come back this week. They could have taped something. And play, you know, tape something like, you know, him in a hospital bed or showing a picture of him in a hospital bed all taped up and bandaged or whatever. They could have done something like that. I think that would have been a little better, but I'm not going to overthink it. It was just basically like, hey, you know, you didn't kill us off. You know, we're still fine. We want our revenge because of what you did. So... MJF is like, oh, you want a rematch? All right. How about a double or nothing? We do a stadium stampede match. And if you lose, you have to disband. But um, I'm jumping ahead here. Before they did that, they hit him with a little bit of the bubbly and sprayed the whole ring. And it was uh, it was a la, you know, Attitude Era. You know, whether it was uh, Stone Cold and the beer truck. Or, or Kurt Angle and the milk truck. Uh, I I dug it. I, I thought it was okay. You know, you, you do a little throwback thing here and there. Um, so that was fun. I liked it. Jericho fell on a, a Casper mattress. Chimney Christmas. Uh, so yeah. Uh yeah, fun segment. So yeah, we'll we'll see if uh the inner circle accepts this challenge, but I'm assuming they will. That'll be set up for double or nothing, the stadium stampede match. Uh, then we get an interview with JR and uh, Britt Baker. She's talking about having a guaranteed win over Hikaru Shida. Come double or nothing for the AEW women's title. Britt Baker saying she carried the division, even though it went through, um, you know, it really went through a rough spot a rough patch over the course of this last calendar year. Just reminding folks that even though, even though Hikaru Shida was champ, Britt Baker is, you know, back to be the face after they fixed her face, apparently. Uh, <laughs> back to be the face of the vision. So saying Hikaru Shida is going to face, uh, Britt Baker at double or nothing for the AEW women's title. Yes, Mark saying, 
uh, AEW women's division is back, baby. Yeah, they really do have a decent division now with Chris Statlander being back, uh, Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida, some other international uh, women being present from Japan. Great to see. Big Swole, um, Velvet, uh, excuse me, Red Velvet, almost said Velvet Sky. Whoops. <laughs> uh, Jade Cargill. So, yeah, uh, Thunder Rosa, among many others. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. The, the uh, women's division is absolutely back. I don't think you can deny that. It's been rough, but uh, they did good on, uh, you know, making it relevant again. Thunder Rosa then versus uh, Jasmine Allure with a short but sweet match. Uh, Thunder Rosa beats her with the uh, Fire Thunder Driver. I love that, that that name of that move, Fire Thunder Driver. Um, and she wants that NWA women's title. So apparently Serena Deeb is going to be on the show next week defending it. So I'm sure we're going to get a face-off between Deeb and Thunder Rosa sooner rather than later and they'll probably add that match to double or nothing as well so which will be great to see just adds more of a woman's presence to the pay-per-view so um yeah we haven't seen deep in a while i don't know if she was banged up or if they just didn't have her on or not sure why maybe she got sick i'm not sure uh, then we get uh, Tony Schiavone with Jade Cargill saying that she's still taking offers for, you know, management position, but she's been turning down a few. So I, I've got a feeling she's going to make a decision soon. And I also have a feeling that it's going to be someone that we haven't seen yet. And I don't know who they would bring in for that. So we'll have to we'll have to see. <clears throat> CM Chris says the injury I think it was J-Bone oh okay gotcha gotcha could be um, then we get the uh, main event here for the show the AEW TNT championship being defended by Darby Allen still clearly banged up from last week defending against Miro just looking like a monster here. He's got the uh, AEW championship embroidered on his shorts, trunks, whatever you want to call them. Uh, it's just looking badass. Uh, as much as I love Darby Allen being on top of this, you know, this championship, uh, for the last several months, representing it well, doing what he's doing. Uh, I feel like it was a good time. You know, if it wasn't going to be here, it was going to be at double or nothing. Absolutely no doubt. I'm sure that fall didn't do Darby Allen any favors last week. I did hear he was banged up from it, but to what degree, I'm not sure. You, you read reports, you hear things, you're like, okay, you, you don't know what to buy sometimes. But uh, he was taped up, 
he looked like he was uh, he looked like he was hurting. And then Miro took five minutes and absolutely destroyed him outside of the ring even before they rung the bell for the match. So that didn't help Darby Allen even either. But Darby Allen proves how tough he is in this match again, but still to no avail. Uh, Miro beats him. But it was it was a really good match. They they gave this match plenty of time, about fifteen minutes, ten minutes on TV, you know, without the commercials and breaks and stuff. Um, but Miro beats him, even with Sting outside. But Page and Sky attack Sting while he's outside of the ring, looking on, you know, in uh, Darby Allen's corner. And even after the match, um, Dark Order chases off Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky because they attack Sting again. And then Lance Archer comes out and has a face-off with Miro holding his newly won uh, AEW TNT Championship. So I think this could be setting up two matches right there for double or nothing, which is just going to add to an absolutely stacked card for the pay-per-view. We may get Lance Archer versus Miro at double or nothing. We also may get Sting with Darby Allen versus Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Because it'll it'll take a little it'll it'll take a little pressure off of both Darby Allen, you know, just coming off of being thrown down the stairs in a rough match with Miro. He's got a few weeks to rest up. Sting, of course, banged up a little bit from this attack. Um, I can see them doing that let me know in the chat if that's something you want to see do you want to see darby allen and sting versus ethan page and scorpio sky and a possible title defense from Miro against lance archer at double or nothing yes cm chris says double or nothing pay-per-view is stacked yes can't wait should be a lot of fun I will certainly be covering that here on Smash This Podcast. Um, yeah, we'll do we'll do a prediction show sometime because that uh, that's coming up sooner sooner rather than later in uh, just two weeks away. So yeah, probably sometime um, within the next you know towards the end of the next two weeks, we'll do some predictions. If not next week, the following week. So. Um, so that's it for this uh, episode of AEW Dynamite, an absolutely loaded show again with title defenses and um, storylines being furthered. Just a well-rounded show. You know, you had the women on there. You had uh, great tag team matches, title defenses, uh, singles matches, box starting out the show with Nagata. Wow, just like I said, just a well-rounded show. Good stuff. Let me know if you're watching this on the replay, your thoughts on the show as well. Leave them in the comments below. And speaking of 
The, the description below, I'll go over the plugs quickly again. All the socials down there follow the Facebook, the Twitter box, and the Instanec. I don't throw a lot on that uh, Instagram lately. Usually it's just me, you know, watching wrestling with my cats. So it is certainly different as not as promotional as the Twitter or the Facebook are. So uh, there's also the Discord link in the description. Jump in there. Let's get that Discord going. Uh, and the nice thing about the Discord is sometimes I'll throw little early previews of what's coming up as opposed to what you'll see promotion-wise on the Facebook or Twitter box, uh, you know, before that as well. There's also the merch link in the description for the Spreadshirt site where you can get tees, sweats, mugs, bone danas. Uh, phone cases, if you're uh, an iPhone carrier, all sorts of phone cases in there. Um, and also the uh, buy me a coffee site link is in the description well as well, where 100% of those donations come straight to myself. No one else does those as well. Basil, what is up, brother? I did mention you earlier. Congrats on your uh, picture being used for the AEW Blood and Guts MJF t-shirt. Tremendous. Great work. Go check out the Backstage Boys podcast with Trent and Basil talking about the behind the scenes of Blood and Guts and the Take No Prisoners uh, AAW show from this past weekend. So, uh, anything else can't think of anything else, but I am going to do my best to catch up on that. I'm going to, I want to do the review of take no prisoners. I'll probably watch that again. And then do a show sometime in the next few days during the course of the weekend, we got under siege coming up, which the, uh, go home show is later tonight. You can catch all the stuff for that over that other little podcast called total nonstop. Impact. I'll be doing the watch along. Um, I don't know if um, Bill's going to be joining for that. I think he's going to be on the road. So I believe his Wi-Fi may be a little wonky. But the review will follow that with the whole crew. Thanks, Basil. Much love. I'm I'm hanging in there, bro. I'm hanging in there. I miss you. I miss you. We got to connect soon. Catch up. Um, but that's it for this one. We'll see you guys later tonight over on TNI. Don't forget on your way out to smash that like button, smash that sub button and ring that bell for notifications. Why? So that you know, when more of my content hits your screen. Have a great day, folks. We'll see you later this afternoon.